Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here for the live show. It has been an interesting week, that is for sure. Man, things are ramping up. Um, <laughs> I almost don't know where to start. <laughs> it's so funny. You can't make this stuff up. Um, but I'm going to say some stuff that no one else is going to tell you. <laughs> or at least they, they won't until after they hear me say it, then they'll repeat it. That happens quite a bit, actually. Uh, okay, you know where I'm going to start? <laughs> I did something... Just, you know, I, I guess I had a break. Uh, you know, sometimes when I have a guest on it, it's because I need a break. I'm just going to let you know that. Um, I don't have to do as much preparation. I can just go on, you know, some of the stuff I know. And and last night's show was somewhat like that. Um, so I had a relatively easy day of preparation for yesterday's show. And because I am like pain for some unknown reason this morning i'm going through my feed and i see bo pony <laughs> phony baloney bo pony <laughs> one of the greatest grifters of all time uh was on nino again and if you ever look at the comments on nino's videos when he has bo pony on the audience hates this guy but i guess because they both sell gold it's golden to have him on because he's always pushing towards that and there's nothing wrong with buying gold and you know if you uh want to support them you can buy gold through them i got no problem with that <laughs> but uh Bull Pony was on, and it was Super Bowl prediction or revelation. You know, what does the book of Revelation have to say about this year's Super Bowl? <laughs> you can't make this up, folks. I'm telling you, this is... A... And, and I just skipped forward. I didn't watch the whole thing. I can't stand... Can't stand it. <laughs> but I skipped forward to the part where he's describing what the imagery of this Super Bowl is going to be. And he said, and Bo Pony said, <laughs> that 2024, biblically, is going to be a time of rest. <laughs> a time of rest. <clears throat> and then he pulls out the Bob Jones, Kansas City prophet prophecy from 19... 70, and he reads, he goes, I don't want to misquote this. And and Bob Jones, by the way, is the one I exposed as the one teaching astral projection, <laughs> like, you know, um, you know, really super nar prophet. <laughs> and he, he's reading this and he says, when the Kansas City Chiefs win, there's going to be a switch in the economy or something to that effect. Like a major, major switch is going to happen. And Nino says to him, he goes, but uh, they won in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. And think about it. That's 50 years. The Jubilee, 
He'd say, the Jubilee, 50 years, the prophecies come true. So he's saying that this year's Super Bowl signifies that four years ago, when the Kansas City Chiefs won, that that was the beginning of the Jubilee. Uh, when you go to the grocery store, are you thinking Jubilee? <laughs> this is the year of rest? <laughs> we're, we're on the brink of the world war? <laughs> Man, the ridiculousness. And and people, they have hundreds of thousands of people and millions of views. Come on. Just and I'm not talking to you, but if 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 there's a new listener, perhaps. And we do get new listeners every month. Um, you need to, to start doing some critical thinking. Okay? You need to actually think about what is going on. And uh, here's one of the first things that I wanted to talk about. Because I knew with the Tucker Carlson interview coming out yesterday... They had to do something, and they had to do something big because all of the mainstream media outlets needed a reason to not cover the Putin interview. They don't want you to know what a facade the war in Ukraine is. And I'll give you my opinion on the interview in a moment. But I did not expect people, I, I did not expect them to do what they did. And I think most of you already know what they did. Of course, the DOJ report came out yesterday, and this is about the document scandal. Of course, they raided Mar-a-Lago, and they found in the secure facility, organized everything. And, you know, Joe has his uh, papers all over the place, including, you know, his garage in Chinatown uh, with the Chinese spies have access to all the classified documents and he wasn't allowed to have them because he was the vice president. So, you know, this is mockery of you, by the way. It's it's not about Trump. It's they're mocking you saying we are in control and there's nothing you can do about it. That's what the message is in this. But on the same day, of the Tucker Carlson Putin interview, <laughs> they roll out the report from the DOJ saying that they cannot charge Joe Biden because he's mentally incompetent. <laughs> and then he gives a presser and he calls the president of... Egypt, the president of Mexico, and that the president of Mexico allowed, you know, uh, relief materials to go into the Gaza Strip. By the way, Joe Biden was wearing an American Ukrainian flag pin on his lapel. <laughs> and he was completely incoherent completely incoherent. 
thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Momster. God bless you both. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you, Mary. Um, yeah, and this is this is what has us in the uh, top twenty right now. It's because you guys have been putting in the gifts and hitting the like button. And the like button doesn't cost anything, folks. Uh, so please do that as well. So when you think about it in contrast, and, and we're watching a play. We are watching a play. Vladimir Putin, and you can see the, the frustration on uh, Carlson's face. Um, maybe it was made up. But he gives a brilliant historical record going back to the 900s of the Russian history and all the characters and all the events and everything else. Spent almost an hour doing it um, at the same time when Joe Biden is being called a retard. You know, <laughs> this is a script, folks. and. I just want to uh, to read a post, and you guys all know my opinion on the Q thing. The Q thing is a psychological operation. Whether you believe it or not, I, well, I happen to, I believe I've proved to all of you that it is from the light side, uh, dark to light, the light side of the Luciferian system, um, and it is to bring down the old world order to bring in the new world order. You can't have a new world order unless the old world order passes away. And of course, all kinds of patriots and freedom-loving people are saying, yes, we want the new world order. <laughs> they are. They might not realize it, but that's what they're voting for. But it was very interesting at 17 seconds into the interview, okay? you At exactly 17 seconds. It's time-stamped. When you watch the interview, you will see it. And at exactly 17 seconds into the interview, Putin took off his black leather band watch and placed it on the table next to a pen. Cue drop 26 47 has an image of a black leather band, watch, and pen, and it says, the clock is ticking, follow the watch. Now, of course, everyone is posting the video of DJT back when he was uh, apparently officially in office. <laughs> about him saying the 25th Amendment will come back to get Joe Biden. And if there's one thing that is obvious, it is that Joe Biden cannot be the Democratic nominee for president now. In fact, we may just have a President Kamalalala in the interim. <laughs> you know, maybe some one of you could help me out in the chat, but there's another podcaster who put it out, and, I, and I, I probably should just do a show on this to show you, and it'll be fun to do. But there was a, uh, a 
a movie put out 30 years ago, and it was, uh, uh, what's his name, Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen's father, was playing the President of the United States as a bumbling idiot. When you look at the character that was portrayed in that movie, and yes, it was predictive programming, of course, this is the exact character being played by whoever is playing Joe Biden. <laughs> this is the exact character because they want to go in line with the predictive programming. Now, also, Kamala Lala is also playing a character. And it was just a few years ago. I never watched it, but I saw the clips of it, obviously. And what's her name from Seinfeld? Julia Louise Dreyfus played a character called Veep. Uh, V-E-E-P. And she was the, uh, the American president. Thank you, Eve. Thank you. Um, she was the VP of the United States. And she was playing an actual idiot who could not put a sentence together. And Kamala Lala is playing exactly that character. And when you look at the rise of Kamala Lala, and I'm and I apologize, this is going to be a little bit risque for me to say, but I'm assuming they're adults in the room and I'm not going to use foul language. But when you see who Kamala dated, what's his name, uh, uh, Montel Williams, and then the governor of California, Brown, um, it, who was part of the, the mobsters of California, essentially, and then she was appointed, you know, because she's dating him, she's appointed as the attorney general, obviously not qualified to do any of this stuff. Folks, <laughs> and, and I apologize for this comment, but I just got to say it. Um, how can I say it politely? Her rise to fame was probably based on a skill which I will describe, and, and I'm going to use a clown metaphor, honking on Bobo. <laughs> Folks, this is who may be the president for a short while. Yeah, so the president's a retard, and of course, this is all about destroying the West. <laughs> yes, perfect SSG. That uh, you described it perfectly. Um, so this is about the destruction of the West. And if you watched the interview with Tucker Carlson and Putin yesterday, one of the main takeaways that you know no one's really talking about. But he's pointing towards exactly what we said on the show yesterday. The Chinese yuan is going to be the default currency, folks. And their monetary system is the exact template for what they want to roll out. But it will be on the blockchain. Make no doubt about it. 
It has to go digital. At first, we're going to be sold it as a freedom dollar. And yes, there will be some type of treasury note. You will still have cash at first. But as I said last night, and it's a true statistic in the West, 3% of people still use cash. So they don't need to make cash obsolete. And when a new system comes in that's even more convenient, even more secure, and you think you can even still avoid government taxes by doing some cash deals because you're not going to declare it, and all this stuff because you think it is built into the system, you are going to be sadly mistaken. And once they have full adoption, they've got you. And we know that this is going to happen. Uh, despite what all the hopium podcasters tell you out there, uh, I happen to believe the Bible, and the Bible does not tell us we're going to have an interim freedom dollar. It says, in fact, we are going to have a beast system where you cannot buy or sell without the mark. And by the and I'm really praying about a show on the mark, by the way. Uh, God bless you, Angie. Thank you. Um, I've, I've got some ideas. I don't know exactly what it is, and I'd be foolish to tell you I do, but I know a lot of it is going to have to do with artificial intelligence, and there's a lot to say on it, but I haven't really come to nail it in my mind. Uh, and doing, doing a show on it that I think I would stand by in longevity. Uh, so please pray for that. So that was really the big takeaway was him saying, look, it's already happening. <laughs> it's, it's already happening. And he's basically telling you, if you were able to read between the lines, Putin was saying, why are they doing this? And he's laughing. Why are they doing this? They're purposefully hurting themselves. Why would they say that I cannot use the default currency of the world to do things? My economy is growing. Theirs is sinking. He says 50% of transactions that they did in Russia used to be in U.S. dollars. Now it's 13%. And the rest of the world is... Coming on, oh, autocorrect. Oh, did I did I get autocorrected? <laughs> okay, I, I missed it. I'm just sorry, folks, for those of you listening on the playback. I'm looking at the chat. Um, so the other takeaways from the interview, and, you know, most people consider... Tucker Carlson to be a scholar, and he is. He's a very bright man. There is no doubt in anyone's mind that he's he's a bright man. Um, of course, he's controlled opposition, folks. You don't get to be the biggest journalist in the world without being controlled. It just doesn't happen. You have to use the world systems to get your message out, folks. Um, so make no illusions. And and look, he might have good intentions, just like Donald Trump. 
probably has the best of intentions. And they may not know what they are doing. Yes, you're right to point out he's wearing his red Kabbalah bracelet. Um, you know what? Everyone says it's a red Kabbalah bracelet. And I seem to remember, and I'm just going by memory, but it was probably about five years ago. Uh, he actually pointed to his bracelet on air and had said that it was, uh, that that represented something to do with women's rights or something like that. Uh, it, it was, it was a good thing in the way he, uh, put it on and it was when he just started wearing it. And I wish I could find that clip. Uh, it was on Fox news, I think when he first started. So whether it's a Kabbalah bracelet, like everyone says, I don't know. Um, and I think it's foolish of us to just say, unless we, uh, go, yeah. Um, Mary, you are exactly right. You are exactly right. And, and I say that uh, with him being a friend of mine. And I consider it a friend. I've tried to minister to him a number of times. I uh, just kind of think that maybe it's uh, too far gone. Not too far gone for our Lord, but uh, right now I think it's just uh, he, he's just not open to it. And, and so, uh, listen, uh, someone is talking about Nino. And so that's who I'm referring to. And uh, just to, on the, on that note, really quickly, the uh, Mike Gill has been calling out the Flynn networks and stuff like that. Obviously, if you follow Mike Gill, Mike Gill has been on right on radio before. I'll get him on again. And he's, you know, been called out. He's blocked by Nino and that because of what happened between him and Juan. Um, but Mike Gill posted something this morning that really gave me pause. Mike Gill posted that he trusts Michael Jaco. I'll just remind you, uh, Michael Jaco claims to be CIA, ex-Navy SEAL, stuff like that. He's teaching remote viewing. The guy, you know, claims to have been in the secret space force. He has tarot card readers on, and he agrees with them. And he and every guest he has on, whatever their their uh, gnostic skill is, he's better at it. And he makes that point. The guy uh, is an ego maniac, and. Uh, he has said so many untruths and put everyone into wrong directions and gets them to pay to do it. So uh, he is not a guy I would hold up in any sort of serious manner. So back to the Tucker interview. Tucker is an intellectual. He was not prepared for Putin. Putin was prepared. Putin knew exactly how to handle Tucker. And I, in my opinion, he embarrassed Tucker. And he did it right off the very bat, right off the front end. When he said 
I thought you agreed, in Putin talking to Tucker, I thought you agreed to a serious conversation and not just do a show. And Tucker kept interrupting him as he's giving historical record. And then even in Tucker did an after show that was supposed to be for his members only, but obviously got leaked out. And Tucker was saying, you know, it was frustrating to me. He kept going on about this, but history is important. And he even confirmed with Tucker, he goes, now you're a student of history, aren't you? And Tucker said, yes, I am. And then he continued to embarrass Tucker, including bringing out the fact that Tucker was trying to get into the CIA. That is a well-established fact. Tucker comes from elite stock. Tucker has never been broke for a day in his life. He went to all the best schools, all the best grooming. Now, listen, I want to be fair. I think Tucker is a good guy. You know, I would hang out with him and probably really enjoy a conversation with him. And yes, as a, I don't consider myself an intellectual, but I'm pretty sure I could dance around him. At least if we we're talking about current events. <laughs> because he is just waking up to stuff that we knew about, well, I knew about 30 years ago. But he was uh, trapped in the swamp, so they say... But when Putin said you were trying to get into the CIA and then he laughed, he goes, ha, 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 they didn't let you in. He said that with a laugh. And if you can read body language at all, he's basically inferring, I know you're part of the Mockingbird media. And then Trump had challenged him to, you know, if you have evidence about the Nord Stream pipeline and stuff like that, why don't you put it out and win the propaganda war? And again, Putin embarrassed Tucker Carlson by saying, well, who owns the media? All of Europe's media is owned by U.S. interests. U.S. owns the propaganda war worldwide. You know that. Do you not? Uh, yeah, he's acting that he's in control of the narrative. Um, he would have brought out other stuff. And I do congratulate him on bringing out a couple questions that I thought the answers were very interesting uh, to. But Tucker is, look, he... When you look at Elon Musk posted uh, media ratings and how far down over the last year even all of the mainstream media outlets globally are. And, you know, they're down from 30% to 17% uh, down from last year alone. And every year there's been a steady decline. And when you look at a, a like a CNN they're not even breaking a million views sometimes in prime time. And yet Tucker got 500 million views in less than 12 hours. Now, 
whether or not he actually got that many views, we don't know. You know, we're trusting the system to report numbers. So, a um, couple questions that uh, were impressive to me. He asked Putin about his Christianity. And you have to remember, Putin is on the world stage. And no matter what, if it's a script or this or that, a world leader must be very measured in all of their responses. And he was, and I'm not, I'm not licking Putin's boots. Putin was a member, or probably still is, he's part of the system, folks. He's not the guy going out after the elites. He is in the sense that he's part of the light side taking down the dark side. But he was a member of the WEF, Young Leaders. He was a member of the KGB, which is the equivalent to the CIA. He blamed the CIA for everything. But if there is the mainstream talking point that is going to get the play, it's the fact that he clearly identified a couple things. He identified the color revolution that happened in Ukraine in 2014. Which, by the way, was telegraphing, uh, if you haven't noticed, it's happening in your country too. If you are in the West, you are going through a color revolution. This is what is happening. And it's all about the destruction of your country. And just a reminder for you Americans, whenever you hear Anyone on TV, a politician, anyone talk about preserving democracy, they are an enemy. In the United States, remember, it was a constitutional republic. Anyone remember that? That's not a democracy. Don't forget, in a constitutional republic, you do not vote for your president. A democracy is the last step before the color revolution and a communist takeover. And Putin said what would end the war? For him, what is his goal? Well, it's the denazification of Ukraine. What would end it in the United States? A denazification of the United States. Will Trump do that? If he gets into power? And I think he will. You know, a lot of people are predicting he's going to get assassinated or whatever, and that might happen too, because that would trigger a civil war. There's all kinds of ways it could play out. I don't know which way it's going to play out. But we need the denazification. Yes, it is being run by Nazis. Those people in Congress that you think are 
working for you. You know what? I, I heard this recently, and I forget who, who it was who said it, but it was a brilliant comment, and he was addressing the Uniparty. In every country, there's a Uniparty. The liberals and the conservatives, it's, it's all the same thing. The liberals go too fast in one direction. The conservatives, when they get power, they go the same direction, but they do the speed limit. That is how it works. And, and you'll notice it because they always follow the same agenda. It always goes in that direction. Now, when Putin was asked about his Christianity, he, he said, you know, our country welcomes all faiths and stuff like that. But he talked about the baptism of his country uh, way back when. And he's putting himself in the same historical spotlight as baptizing his country. And, of course, he's uh, made it illegal to be, you know, uh, gay. Uh, he supports the family. He's doing all of those things in the name of Christianity. Uh, and, and by the way, the Muslims agree with all that stuff too, right? So he was very diplomatic in his presentation of it. But he said when he talked about the baptism of his country, that... Ladies and gentlemen, and no one else is going to tell you this, well, until they hear my words and start repeating it, we have we have a lot of high-level people who listen to this show, just so you know. We might be a small podcast, there's a lot of high-level people who listen to this show. Uh, and why? Because, uh, and, I, and I'm not trying to boast in myself, I don't boast in myself, but I'm a Holy Spirit-filled man. And that is an unfair advantage, and I see things that other people don't see. And they don't have the Holy Spirit, presumably, and that's why they listen to this broadcast. But when he talked about the baptism of the country, what does that remind you of? Constantine. Think about historically. The rise of the Roman Empire. Yeah, Mary, I've had Mike Gill on the show before, and I will get him on again. I, I will reach out to him for sure. He's he's hot right now. There's no doubt about it. And look, I, I don't think Mike Gill is a psyop. Not at all. I, You know, the guy is literally, and I know this because when I interviewed him, um, the guy's basically living in his car right now. So, sorry, I'm I'm going all over the place. That's the fun about the live shows. So I see the comments and I want to address everyone in the audience who, who's been awesome to be here and join me. But it's the rise of an empire. And most importantly, what Constantine did was he forced the religion on people. And what did he do? He combined paganism with Christianity. Very important for you to make that realization. He combined paganism with Christianity, and it was based on a vision. Kind of sound gnarly, now that you know what gnar is, the new apostolic reformation. 
So if we have the rise of a new empire, what we can glean from that interview last night is there will be a baptism. It will be the Christian right nationalist, which is the premise to get people to buy into the new world order. But make no mistake, it is a new world order. Remember, in Revelation 13, essentially you have the ten horns. The world is going, all the kings, the world is going to be divided into quadrants. And what are the laws of the land? Well, everyone's going to agree on the Noahide laws. Folks, just seven laws. But it's the combination of paganism and Christianity and a false gospel. This is where we got all the pagan holidays like the Easter Bunny, <laughs> like Santa Claus. I know it came much later, but it was it's the adaption of the pagan rituals into Christianity. And this is happening again right before our eyes. God bless you, Danny. Thank you so much. And thank you, Wendy, as always. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, we're we're trending in the top 20 right now uh, on Podbean. And Podbean's a huge platform to be in the top 20. Uh, we used to be consistently in it. Uh, I don't want to sound like a beggar, but it is your gifts and all the likes that you hit uh, that get us up there. So keep hitting that like button. Keep hitting that like. Uh, as well. So we have the verge of that. And then one of the final questions that Tucker put, put in, actually, yeah, one of the final questions, and then I'm going to talk about the hostage situation. And then I'm going to get to the Super Bowl. Don't, don't, don't go away. <laughs> I know this is probably going on a little bit longer than they normally do. But this is a fun time. And, and by the way, I'll take some calls as well. Uh, thank you, Mary. Thank you, Angie. Um, one of the questions that he asked was about AI and the way Tucker Carlson phrased it, and I'm paraphrasing of course, but he said, when does the AI empire, essentially the rule of AI start? And, uh, Putin's answer was interesting because he really zeroed in on Elon Musk and the chip. And this is why I'm saying I got to do a show on AI. When, when, when the Bible says that you have to bow down to the beast to receive his mark, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but it looks like AI to me because how can everyone in the world physically bow down to a beast to get to their mark? It has to be done by AI. And there's certainly a lot of evidence right now that 
through, probably through this quantum computing somehow, that these entities are able to live in AI. Somehow they're able to live in AI. And, you know, uh, many of us, myself included, have always thought that the, you know, the Pope was the false prophet. Um, we don't know how it's going to end up, but, you know, Elon Musk <coughs> is certainly becoming a very important figure in all of this. And, you know, Putin said, you know, someone's got to talk to Elon Musk and say, hey, maybe we should put in some regulations before it's too late. But Putin also said, you know, essentially, he, he, put, he put it out there. We can build superhumans now. We can build super soldiers. We can build super scientists. We can build superhumans. He didn't state it as a future thing. What an amazing time to be alive. Honestly, get down on your knees and just praise God that you are here to watch the greatest finale. You could have been born at any time in the last 6,000 years, but you were chosen for the finality. I, and look, I, I could be wrong. Maybe it's 100 years from now. But if it is, I don't know what the next 100 years would look like. <laughs> There's never been a time in our life, in all of history, when all of the boxes are checked, folks. All of them. And certainly, when you read the Gnostic texts and the people who channel these entities, which are the fallen angels, the fallen angels certainly believe that we are in the end times, that they are in their final days. And, you know, I'm reminded um, of the story from Matthew that we just covered about when he cast the demons out uh, and out of the two tomb guys. Actually, did I get to it last week? <laughs> I can't remember because I, I split the chapter in half. Anyways, doesn't matter. He sent them, the, the demons came running to Jesus. Now, that's the last thing you would expect demons to do. But they ran to Jesus. And these were violent men that no one else would go near because they were so violent. These, these keepers, the tomb guys, they, they're called. Because they lived in a graveyard. And they were demon-possessed. And they ran up to Jesus. And they said, do not throw us down, I'm paraphrasing, into hell before the allotted time. So they know that there is a time frame. And I don't know. Um, <laughs> Jesus died at apparently 33 years old. Some people dispute that, but that's the most common thing. He was born at three years B.C., so that would be, you know, 2030 would be 6,000 years. <laughs> yeah. 
right? Um, and then the, the seventh year is the day of completion, the 70th week. That's the time when Jesus rules here on earth. So I don't know, could be, could be the end times. The last thing I'll say about the Tucker interview is, you know, Tucker, uh, <laughs> he proved to himself he wanted to make it a show and not have a serious conversation. And look, you can't blame the guy. The guy has a show. <laughs> you know, you get a, you have a show, you got to put on a show. And uh, he has a show. But he wanted to come out of it as a hero. And particularly, it, it would have hedged his bet, because I think the, uh, the tension between him and the mainstream media is real. You know, there's no doubt about that there's real, in my opinion. Like, not everyone is in the committee of 300 that decides all this stuff, okay? Um, you know, it trickles down and people are com compartmentalized. So I think the tension is real, but if he could have brought back this Western journalist and he said, look, let the guy come in my van, you know, I'll pay for his trip back. <laughs> Putin laughed at him. He said, really? Come on. Do you think that's how hostage negotiations work? A journalist comes in here all prompt up, ready to have the biggest show of his life, and uh, you're going to walk away the hero. And Putin bowed down to Tucker Carlson. <laughs> it was really, many people are going to consider it a noble move on his behalf. It was a stunt, folks. It was an absolute stunt, and I think it was an embarrassment to Tucker Carlson. I think history is going to point to this interview as certainly being historic, and I really do believe it's a pivot point right now. And the fact that they rolled out uh, retard Joe, who did the most embarrassing press conference of his uh, acting career... <laughs> Because they're all actors. They're all actors. Don't think Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, or any of those people, Grassley. Don't think any of those people are on your side, folks. None of them. They're all actors. But the fact they rolled him out the same night as the Putin interview... This was a pivot point in history, and what is going to happen next? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, but unlike phony baloney Bo Pony, um, this is not a year of rest. <laughs> and uh, it's not your Jubilee, and if it is the Jubilee, it's not God's system, it's Satan's system. Just make no mistake about that. And, and you know... <laughs> I never, I'm not tempting the Lord by any means, but I feel so confident in my spirit, and, and I'm a flawed man, but because I believe the Bible and I believe God's word to be true and I have not seen anything the contrary, um, God's not going to roll out a system like that. Uh, did Jesus forget to say that? Tell us, teacher, when will be the sign of your coming? 
well, I'm going to roll out in a Sora Jasara and cancel debts and everyone's going to party and forget to worship me because their life is so good. Did he say that? No. <laughs> no. There will be a falling away. There's going to be, we're going to, Christians are going to be crucified. We're going to be hunted down. Oh, you still believe in the Ten Commandments, not the seven Noahide laws? Die! And by the way, that'll be your brother or sister doing it in the name of God. And they'll think you're, they're doing you a favor. Keep coming to Right On Radio for all the hopium that you need. <laughs> by the way, if they cut your head off, that is a promotion. And eternity, I suggest to you, is uh, far more significant than this little drop in time for you. A significant drop. Can we all just agree to pray that we don't get tortured? <laughs> just like that—that's a good, meaningful prayer that aligns with Scripture. <laughs> Lord, be easy on us. And yes, His grace is sufficient. Thank you, SSG. All right, so that is the end of that segment. Let me just talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, real quick. Now, this is stuff that other people are saying as well. And I'm not saying it's going to come true, but for the last few months, you have been hearing about this mysterious disease called X. And all the talking heads in the mainstream media and the World Health Organization and all these places are warning you about disease X that is coming onto the scene. Now, when have you ever heard of them warning about a virus that isn't out yet? <laughs> like, no one has it, but it's going to be devastating. Disease X. Funny that uh, Elon Musk changed Twitter to X and all that stuff. Coincidence? Timing? I think all the pieces are falling in. And with this Super Bowl, when you look at the logo of it, and I'm repeating some stuff from last week here, but just to make a point, in the middle of it is the X. And the last time these two teams played was February, I believe it was, you know, February of 2020, and immediately after that, we were locked up. You were a prisoner in your home. I'm not predicting this, I'm just saying that there's significant evidence to say something is going to happen, and one of the most telling things is, and just like the Biden rollout on the same day as the Putin interview, there is no coincidence that this was rolled out as well. And it was, you know, I'm looking at the Fox article right now. NFL announcer Joe Buck 
predicts bad story will come out of Super Bowl 58. It won't stay in Vegas because it's everything that goes in, happens in Vegas is supposed to stay in Vegas. But apparently this is going to go out from Vegas. Joe Buck, he's not talking about a bad game. He's talking about some type of event, and he claims not to know what it is. But Joe Buck, their premier broadcaster, he's the guy who does the Monday night, okay? And he's the broadcaster, and then they have, you know, Troy Aikman or whoever it is as their color commentary. But he's the professional broadcaster there. He's the number one guy. He would not come out and say that to make national news, to make people hesitant about the Super Bowl if there wasn't a reason. Now, I'm going to tell you what I think, my opinion, the reason is. Now, of course, you know, Disease X, a bioweapon, could be launched. You wouldn't see it on TV. And it wouldn't stay in Vegas, not with that many people. You know what? I, I have to just remind everyone, um, Super Bowl week is one of the largest, in fact, probably the largest human trafficking event uh, that happens yearly. Please pray for prevent prevention and please pray for kids in particular or any human that's going to be captured and trafficked uh, this weekend. So disease X would not stay there certainly and I'm not saying that is there but what I will say with a degree of confidence to you Well, in fact, I, I'm really confident. The Super Bowl is a ritual. This year, they're having irrelevant artist, Usher, hasn't been relevant in years, playing the biggest show on earth. Well, next to the Tucker Carlson interview, possibly. <laughs> I think Tucker is going to get more views. Amazing. Also, not intended, but Joe Buck, what he is doing, remember, if Super Bowl is a ritual and they want to usher in something, and this year is the solar eclipse that completes that X, right over the United States. Rare that it happens so close together. And when you look at all the cities it goes off, it tells a real story. And of course, the dark side, and the light side, the occult, uses all these things because they get more power. But Joe Buck's comment... What does it do when he says, hey, I'm not staying in Vegas. No way. I'm, st I'm not staying there. That's what he said. 
the biggest game from his employer. <laughs> I'm not going. He's creating fear. Fear energy is one of the greatest tools of the occult. And when you have masses of people in there with some degree of reservation, some degree of fear, they are going to pull on that energy. And they're going to pay, pull on all the energy of the people who are paying to be in attendance at a ritual, knowingly or unknowingly. They are paying to be in a ritual. And if you're paying attention, every Super Bowl is a ritual. And something significant is signaled at every single Super Bowl. The comms tell other people who know how to understand the language they're speaking what the next move is. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. Okay, uh, that's probably a lie. I do have an agenda that I'm trying to convince you of. We, I say that because I'm including myself, we need to pray more. Prayer is our weapon, and our weapon of prayer is far superior to anything the occult or Satan can do. Far superior, because your God loves you. And as the occult gathers all of these mostly innocent people and they draw on their energy en masse. What are we doing to contradict it, folks? What are you doing to counteract that? As a child of God, are you too busy this weekend? Are you too busy? Here's an invitation, Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have our prayer meeting on Telegram. All are welcome. You don't even have to say a word out loud and no one will call on you unless you raise your hand. If you raise your hand, you're volunteering to speak. But would you be there to pray along? Considering the events of this week and of this weekend, look, it, 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 if, if you're not there, I'll, I'll t I tell you the truth because there's thousands of you. I, on, on, on Podbean alone, you know, I've done over 800 episodes and we've surpassed 3.3 million downloads. 
just on Podbean, not including our old YouTube numbers, Rumble, stuff like that. So the message is clear. And this is an invitation to you to participate. This is an invitation for you to answer your call, not from Jeff. If you're not there, out of all the listeners that we have, I'm not going to notice. I'm not going to notice. But you don't have to answer to me. You're going to stand in front of Jesus one day. And look, if you can't be there this weekend, I get it. People have lives. People have lives. I, I do too. I can't make it every single prayer meeting. But why don't you participate? You have brothers and sisters who you are equally yoked to, who believe in the same things as you. And we pray, I'm, going, I'm just going to say, we pray properly, the way we're instructed to in the Bible. We call it the narrow path prayer ministry for a reason, because we stay on the narrow path. And no, it's not... Uh, fundamentalist or anything, although I guess there's kind of really nothing wrong with that. We just believe in the Bible. We believe in God's grace. And it's powerful. We have prayers answered all the time. And if you just care about kids alone and you want to come and pray with us against human trafficking, that will be brought up. And you don't have to say a word publicly, but if you could be joining with us in spirit and praying, that would be awesome. Anyways, folks, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a song again, and I'm gonna play the same one. Oh no. I, I was going to play Dance Like David Danced, one of my favorites, but I'm going to play a secular song to close us out. Why? Well, first of all, I just got to say, <clears throat> today in the Toronto area, the sun is shining, and it's going to be about 55 degrees, which means it's going to feel like 70 on my deck. <laughs> Literally, it's going to be t-shirt weather in February in Toronto. It's been like this all week, spring jacket weather. Sun has shone every week. Now we had two weeks of cloudy stuff before this, so, uh, but the streak continues and I'm really, uh, really looking forward to spending some time outside and doing some things. But I'm going to play this secular song. You know what a good time is? You know, in the world says a good time is to be happy. Happy is fleeting. Happy is a temporary emotion. Joy comes from the Lord. Joy is a gift of the Spirit, and joy is far superior to happiness. So I would categorize joy as a good time. 
This is a Canadian band. I've played them a number of times on here just because I really love the song. Uh, enjoy it. It's short. It's like two minutes. Uh, the band's name is Trooper. And it's, we're here for a good time. And if we're in the end days, not a long time. Love your God. Honor him by praying. Love your family. Love your neighbor as yourself. And make a difference and cut down the Super Bowl ritual with your prayer. Amen. Here for a good time
Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.